Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's July 23rd, 2021, and you are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon, as we discuss some of our very best tips, tricks, and hacks for making travel a little more awesome. So whether you are packing up for a big road trip or if you're leaving on a jet plane, whether you're headed out to see family or if you're finally taking that dreamy vacation away from family... We have got you covered. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We hope you know that you have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet right now. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, welcome, welcome. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of our episodes. And we would love to have you come check out our awesome community on Facebook. That is really the heart of our awesome community. It's the sort of awesome hangout. Very easy to find. Over 5,000, almost 6,000 women there every day supporting each other through the ins and outs of daily life. And we do it all in a very awesome way. And of course, we would love to have you come and join us on Instagram. We've got daily stories. We have discussions in the main feed. We pop up with reels every now and again. I go live on Fridays to do a little get ready with me where I put on my makeup and people chit chat. We talk about all kinds of things. So come find us over there on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. We would love to have you. So Kelly, this episode is so funny to me that we are finally recording this because This topic, how to make travel more awesome, is one that our awesomes have been asking us for literally for years. Yes, for years. And it's already the middle of summer. So hopefully this will still be applicable to some people who haven't traveled yet. I mean, we're always traveling and hopefully now, post-pandemic-ish, we're going to be even traveling more. So it's something that we couldn't have recorded last year because no one could go anywhere. Right. It's just one of those things that comes up a lot in the hangout. And there are already so many wonderful things that have been shared in the hangout that we can draw from a little bit. But this is an opportunity for us to share some of the things, some of the hard earned lessons that we have learned. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be sharing from our own experiences, from wisdom from the awesomes. And I think that you're so right that yes, it is the middle of the summer, but so many people last year, obviously, had to postpone or cancel their vacation plans. I do think I've noticed, at least amongst my friend group, people are planning 
travel even in, on into the fall. Whereas normally once we would start the school year, people would kind of shut down the travel ideas. But I see people planning for fall break trips and even into the holidays or people are just ready to get out there again. And so, yes, maybe you've already done your summer traveling, but even if you have, I hope that these are tips that you can use on into the future for sure. So we do have lots to cover. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, well, welcome to Awesome of the Week. This is where we take a few minutes to talk about something that is making life a little bit more awesome for us right now, whether it is a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, just whatever's good. So Kelly, you're sitting over there. I was telling you before we started recording, you just look like the epitome of a summer beach bunny with your blonde hair. You're looking so (laughs) tan and healthy and good. So what's making life more awesome right now? Okay, so this is actually very appropriate. It was a good segue. (laughs) Because my awesome really is a drink and it has to do with mint. So here we are in the middle of summer for everybody who is just ready for something new to drink. It's hot. You want to have more hydration in your life. Really, here's my awesome, is to make a mint-infused simple syrup. Mm, Okay. So this is a recipe and an idea, really, that I got from my friend Amy, who runs the Chew Out Loud blog. And I love her recipes. She's great. She had a recipe last summer for the best mojitos. Okay. So I read that and she's like, you guys, I have been trying for years, tinkering with recipes, looking at tips, trying to figure out what is the best combination for mojito. So of course, we will link to her mojito recipe in the show notes. But really what inspired me was the fact that the secret, in her opinion, to the best mojito is to make a mint infused simple syrup. So that's like one cup water, one cup sugar, so equal amounts, and then another cup of whole fresh mint leaves. Oh, wow. So she uses that simple syrup, then you can make that, which really is just, you're going to put the sugar in the water in a pot, you're going to bring it to a boil, And then you're going to put in the mint leaves, let it boil for one minute, and then just turn it off. Let it sit there for 30 minutes. Let those mint leaves basically infuse that syrup. And then you're going to strain them out. And then you've got that mint infused simple syrup. But that's the secret to the mojito and to a lot of other summer drinks. So for her mojitos, she uses that simple syrup, plus limes, plus even more mint, plus white rum, and then either either like club soda or lemon lime sparkling water to kind of give it a little bit of a sparkle on the top. Yeah. And it is a really good mojito. I will say that because it's got extra mint. Mm-hmm. But what I learned is that this mint simple syrup is also a secret weapon in your fridge. So if you make a little bit of this and you just keep it in your fridge, it is amazing in iced tea. Oh, yum. You've got this sweet mint thing that you can just add to some unsweetened black tea that really right. spices it up. You could put this in a soda. You know, you yeah. could put, if there was the right like a lemon lime, a soda, of course, you can use it to make any number of mocktails. So you, you put it with a sparkling water, put it with a lime sparkling water, leave out the rum, you have a non-alcoholic mojito, right? Right. So yeah. it's just a really nice thing to have in your fridge and you can use it in so many different ways. So I feel like I also have to go back and just give honorary mention because this is for people who have mint in their yard. And if anybody grows mint in their yard, you know that mint takes over. Uh-huh. It's one of those things that people who know such things will tell you never to grow mint in your yard, <laughs> only grow it in a pot because it is like a monster. It sends out these feeders. Yeah. My mint is actually, I started it in one section of my yard that was in a walled off area. So I thought it could control it and it doesn't grow there anymore. It actually grows three feet down in the walled off area. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
You have yourself a mint monster before I do. you know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going underground and it moves yeah. over. Because every fall, I like rip this baby out by the roots because I don't have to worry. I know it's going to come back. It's going to survive yeah. Minnesota winters. It is the Frankenstein of plants. <laughs> so if you need something to do with your mint, this, of course, is a great suggestion. On my website, you will also find the recipe that my daughter is, it's her favorite. It's her birthday this month. We always make it. It is a fresh mint chocolate chip ice cream. So that's my honorary mention. I haven't talked about that one for a while, but you can find that on my website. We'll link to it in the show notes as well. But Kelly Gordon MN, if you go there, click on recipes. I have all of the recipes that I've kind of shared myself. And there's a fresh mint chocolate chip ice cream, pretty prominent. There's also on that page, a recipes I've recommended. Yeah. So that's just like recipes that I don't have on my website personally, but I'm linking out to them. So if you need to find the one for the mojitos will be added today. Yes. From Amy Chew Out Loud. So if you're looking for either of those ideas to use the fresh mint that's in your garden or maybe in your friend's garden, anybody who has mint this time of year is ready to give it away. Uh, yes, so that's just find somebody. For sure. It's yeah. so true. Our neighbor has mint and they are always like, oh, here's another handful. Can we get this to you? Do you want this? Yeah, exactly. As you're talking about what you could add that mint syrup to, I'm, of course, over here dripping my ubiquitous Topo Chico that I always have with me. I'm like, that could go well in a Topo Chico. Right. Well, in what flavor? Like I was like, could grapefruit even work with mint? I was like, interesting. What's your flavor of Topo Chico? Topo Chico is mostly just mineral water. They do have a lime Topo Chico that we've tried. It wasn't my favorite, but we just get the straight up mineral water. But a little mint in there could be so yummy. I mean, theoretically... Theoretically, you could just add this a little bit to regular water. If you're just trying to get yourself to drink more and sometimes we put in frozen fruit or lemon or lime, why not add a little mint? Yes, it's got a little sugar in it, Mm -hmm. but it's still going to give you a different bit of a flavor with your water. So this mint simple syrup, in fact, I bet the awesomes will have even more ideas of what we could use this mint simple syrup for. So we'll talk about it in the hangout after the show. Yes. Okay. I'm super excited. I'm going to try that myself. All right. My awesome of the week is Kelly season two of the Netflix original series. Never have I ever. (gasps) I have watched it. I've seen this out. I'm so glad it's your awesome (laughs) of the week because I want to hear. Do tell. Okay. I'm just going to tell you straight up. It's amazing. And I loved it. (laughs) I know you and I both love season one, which came out last year. You know, Kelly, I think as we reflect back on 2020 and partially 2021, there are going to be these really pandemic-like moments, right? That we're all going to remember. A lot of people watch Tiger King, for example, on Netflix during the pandemic. But Never Have I Ever is one that I will just always hold in my heart that in the midst of such a dark and stressful time, it was this bright light of goodness. Absolutely. It was so fun and it was sweet and it took you out of where we were last summer, which was just a lot of constant trauma, really. Things just getting thrown at us and more things getting taken away and uncertainty. It was a pure delight. Well, as a reminder, if you have not watched Never Have I Ever, though we have talked about season one on this show before, this is a show that was co-created by Mindy Kaling and her writing partner, Lang Fisher. They co-created it, the showrunners for it, and they do a lot of the writing for it. It stars a young woman who is just so charming and charismatic. Her name is Maitreyi Ramakrishnan, and she portrays Devi, our protagonist, who is a first-generation Indian-American teenage girl. So we pick back up with Devi. This leads off with where season 
one left us at the end of season one. We pick right back up with Davy, and she has found herself in the midst of a love triangle with Ben and Paxton. Ben is kind of her nerdy nemesis of her school years. And then Paxton is the school heartthrob. So she finds herself back in that. And really, I love season two. I definitely don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to go too much into the particulars episode by episode, but here are my overall thoughts. Because We pick up with Ben and Paxton. We have Fabiola and Eleanor, her best friends. We have her mom, her cousin Kamala, who lives with them. We're joined in this season by a grandmother from India. I feel like they took everything that was so great and charming and powerful about season one and just made it more for season two. And I do think that that is a really tricky line for show creators to balance, especially that transition from season one to season two when you've had a great season one. I mean, Davy still somehow still manages to make decisions that are so cringy that you're just like, (laughs) why are you doing this? No, 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 no. You're like yelling at the screen, but you just love her so much and understand why she's doing these things that you're just like, oh no, why are you doing it? You know, I will say a huge part of season one was Davy finally beginning to deal with her father's sudden and recent death. Season two does pick up that thread a little bit more timeline wise, but I don't want to say that the writers sort of are like, well, she's over that now and let's move her into different complications. They just kind of weave that thread in and allow Davy as a character to have a lot more emotional complexity. And so I think that season one really worked through that idea of grieving her father. Season two, to me, it feels like it's even more of like a coming of age story of a kind of growing into who she is as a person and her friendships, her relationships, her family, her culture. I think that also another great thing they did in season two is they really expand the points of view of these different characters in the cast so that at the end, you feel so attached to all of these different characters. And they did it in a way that felt really organic to the storytelling of the show. So I'm giving it a huge thumbs up. I loved every bit of it, even the parts where I was cringing and and (laughs) wanting to pull Davy aside and be like, girl, you are going to regret this. (laughs) That's like the mom. Yeah, the mom in me. The mom and also like the old teenager in you. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, I made Mm -hmm. some of these decisions. Yes. You're embarrassed for yourself, but yet you understand there's so much compassion. Exactly. It's like secondhand embarrassment because you're like, I actually know exactly why you're doing this. I did this too. Oh my gosh. It's so fantastic. So again, Never Have I Ever is on Netflix. Each season is 10 episodes. So even if you didn't catch season one last year, go watch it. It's highly bingeable. Season two just came out a few weeks ago. So I loved it. And it was truly my awesome of the week for sure. All right. So those were our awesomes of the week, but we want to know what's awesome in your life. So come and catch us on Instagram because every Friday morning we are asking what is your awesome of the week on Instagram. And we definitely do that in our Facebook community too. Over on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout where we talk about what's awesome in your life every Friday. And again, I really just cannot emphasize enough how great of a place this is to be. If you're looking for some support in your life, just some compassionate understanding, anything from the most, what you might think is a trivial recommendation for something you need in your life to helping you kind of process and think through some bigger life stuff. We do it all in the hangout. And so we would really love to have you come join us over there. So Kelly and I have a lot of travel talk to share with you 
today. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. This episode is brought to you by Bitty Baby from American Girl. As a mother of five, I know that every child loves to play pretend. And as parents, we know that the stories children act out help shape the person they grow to be. That's why it's so important to provide your little ones with toys that foster those nurturing traits of love, kindness, and care. And I've seen that firsthand with how much my little one is loving Bitty Baby. This is a true story, Awesomes. The weekend that our Bitty Baby arrived, my 13-year-old had a friend over and they were playing with Nico, our two-year-old. The boxes from American Girl arrived and the older girls had so much fun unpacking Bitty Baby and all of its darling accessories for Nico. Now, Nico plays with dolls all the time in his daycare classroom and he he was so happy to have a doll of his own to play with at home. The older girls showed him how to pack all of Bitty Baby's accessories into her cute little backpack. And again, this is the absolute truth. Nico has played with his Bitty Baby nonstop every day since it got here. He sleeps with his Bitty Baby and he gets so sad to leave it behind at home when he goes to daycare in the mornings. And y'all, he is not gentle with his Bitty Baby. It's just so huggable and he loves to carry it around with him everywhere. Just like everything else from American Girl, these dolls are meant to last and are made to be played with for years to come. It makes my heart so happy to see so much engaged, imaginative play with Bitty Baby. And your little one can experience this too. From Feeding, dressing, and playing with their baby to taking them on the go, your child will be as captivated by Bitty Baby as my kids have been. So teach her that kindness is the ultimate gift with Bitty Baby. You can get an exclusive one-time offer of 15% off of your order of Bitty Baby products with the promo code AWESOME at AmericanGirl.com. That's AmericanGirl.com, promo code AWESOME. Exclusions include 18-inch dolls, Courtney Arcade, and Bitty Baby Furniture. See AmericanGirl.com slash BB Podcast for details. Hey friends, I know as much as many of you know that dealing with anxiety or depression can be paralyzing, but you should know you're not broken and you're not alone. And when you want help, Brightside is there for you. Brightside offers personalized, life-changing anxiety and depression care from your own home. So no matter what you're feeling, you'll get a treatment plan tailored to your specific needs on your schedule. Just go to brightside.com awesome, and you're going to take a quick free mental health assessment. And within 48 hours, you're connected with your expert provider to start your personalized treatment plan. Just like many of you, I know that the hardest part can be just getting started. With Brightside, you get compassionate support right from the start. And it's affordable with a flat monthly fee and no hidden costs, you can get all the help you need without worrying about a big bill. So join thousands of Brightside members taking back their lives. Take your free mental health assessment and get up to $100 credit on your first month of treatment at brightside.com awesome. That's brightside.com awesome, brightside.com awesome. All right, Kelly, as we were talking through, how do we go about the idea of how do you make travel more awesome. It's kind of big. Where do we start? We knew we wanted to talk about some practical things. We knew that people are loving as they always do. Like last week, Rebecca and I sharing some nitty gritty details of how do you cook in the summer? We know that our awesomes love to like talk through, but how do you actually do the thing? So we wanted to do that. But before we get into that, I think you and I just have some, we're both ENFPs. We're both big picture thinkers. I think we just had some general thoughts about getting into the right mindset when it comes to travel. What's on your mind when it comes to that? 
Okay, I'm going to say the one that I think any experienced parent who has traveled with kids would say. And in fact, I saw this in the Hangout group this week. And it is to adjust your expectation. Traveling with kids is a trip, not a vacation. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Like we got to start there because if we go into it, and we probably all have at some point, and it, it isn't just for babies. I think that you always need to be checking your expectations. Like, how do I think this trip is going to go? What do I think is going to be accomplished here? And is that really going to happen? Is that realistic? Is it a fair expectation to have for the yes. people that I'm going to be traveling with? So just making sure that what you're expecting is not like vacation level. Vacation level right. to me is you are rested and relaxed mm. when you come home. Yes, I have never come home (laughs) from a family trip rested and relaxed. I have come home excited, loving my family, having made memories, having had fun. I almost always, and my kids are not little, you guys, my baby is 11. (laughs) My oldest is going to be 20 in a few days. Yep. I always come home and I'm like, I need a vacation now. Now I need a vacation. Now I need days, not like a day. I need days to recover from this. So I mean, one of the things just very quickly, a practical thing that I have learned is I used to end my vacation, be getting home at 11 p.m. and have to go to work the next morning or jump back into real life the next morning. Yeah. Bad idea. Like at least one day to decompress, scroll social media, do the laundry, figure out what you're going to eat this week, like minimum. Yeah. Otherwise, you're really just setting yourself to go from 70 into a brick wall with your yeah. forehead if mm-hmm. you don't give yourself some time. But the real idea is just that you're traveling with a lot of people. It's going to be good. There are reasons to do it. It's just not a vacation. I absolutely agree. That is so real. And I really love that idea of taking at least one day as a buffer. I think even if you go on your dreamy dream vacation, maybe you go by yourself, maybe you go with some friends, maybe you go with your partner, give yourself a day for Mm reentry. Vacation reentry is a real thing. Trip recovery is a real thing. I have a quick question for you. Are you a suitcase immediate unpacker or do you let them linger a little bit? Okay, it's a good question. I actually smiled as soon as you started I to know. say I have a question for you. I was like, I know what she's going to ask. I am a unpacker pronto. Yeah, me too. Within hours. Yes, Everything has to too. get unpacked. Partly because if I don't, it's going to be two weeks. Like there's no in between. Yes. There's no all unpack tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's either one or the other. Absolutely. So that's my I'm almost 50 life lesson is that at least for my personality type. And it just helps me. It helps me to re-enter too. Like my friends who are, oh, it's been two weeks and I'm still living out of a suitcase. I'm like, I vaguely can't breathe talking to you right now. Because that would really be hard for me. That would be so hard for me too. But Mm -hmm. obviously it's fine for other people. So that's a good question. We'll have to put that to the hangout too, because there are definitely two types of people in the world. Yep. And they often marry each other, although not in my case. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Kyle, he's an INTJ of Enneagram 5. You would think that he would be like the immediate unpacker. And he's really nice, pretty laid back about it. Just kind of like whenever I pull things out is when it gets done. I am definitely, I think it is part of the re-entry process for me because when you're on a trip or on a vacation, you're in like, you're in vacation mode. You're just kind of whatever. But to me, once you get back home, that is when, for me, I need rhythms, I need routines. And if my stuff is all sprawled around the house, 
or yeah. in bags or whatever. I just, I don't know. I can't think straight. So I'm, a, Plus, I'm definitely an immediate unpacker. It's not fun. Yeah. Unpacking from a trip, that's like, it's wah, wah. It's really over. And yes. so I feel like if I do it right away and kind of use that trip, like burst of energy, just do it right away. I have one of my daughters, the 13-year-old, I'll just say that. I don't think she would care. She's a packer. She packed for camp a month ahead of time. Oh, she does that. So She's cute. so excited. Yes. Yeah. But then she doesn't want to unpack. Yes. When she comes up, does she yes. still have stuff in her room from camp, which was a month ago? Backpacks full of, you know, things that she wanted. To yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> Do I still have to be like, I want that stuff unpacked. You are driving me insane. And she's like, mom, it's just games and markers. What does it matter? Oh, because I want it all put away. So yes, I'll have to ask because I don't know what it says about us. Sorry, it's like trips, but there's definitely some distinct yeah. personalities in the world. For sure. For sure. Well, we actually talked to our friend and one of our team members, Lori Lynn, who is our social media manager, because she just took a big beach trip to visit family and then also go to the beach. And she gave us some ideas of some practical stuff. But one thing that she said too, she like really talked about setting that mindset, sort of visualizing even before you leave, like, how do I want this all to go? Again, they were taking a family trip, but this could apply to any kind of travel. Like, what are the things that are important to you? You know, we've kind of talked about doing this when it comes to the holidays, sort of envisioning, how do I want this holiday season to go? What do I want to make sure we've done by the time the holidays come to an end? You can totally do that for travel as well. Like, what do I want? Do I want this to be a fully planned out? I know what's going to happen for the most part every day, every hour, or is this a time to just really chill out, relax? What is this going to look like? And then start your whole packing process and your planning process once you have set that mindset for this travel. So speaking of getting into the nitty gritty of it, Kelly, I asked you to talk about air travel because I'm not so great with it. And I definitely have never flown with my kids. Wait, never? You've never flown with your kids? Mm -mm, no, I haven't. Wow. Okay. But no, actually, this is a really good point because back when my husband was traveling, you know, for his job. So you guys, yes. you know, he logged, he's like a million miler mm -hmm. from back in the day. I told him one point, like I looked at a statistic and it talked about the number of Americans who travel even once a year on a mm -hmm. plane is like less than half. So uh -huh. it's like yeah. you traveling almost weekly, you're like in the upper 1% of yeah. people who travel. So it's true that a lot of people still, and I think especially these days, with everybody starting to get back into travel modes, there's still some hesitation to want yeah. to get on a flying tube of germs. <laughs> Even though they, I know, I know they've got the filters better than you have in your house, probably. I do totally believe it's safe, but I can understand the hesitation as well. We have almost exclusively flown for our trips for lots of different reasons. We used to do a road trip to see my parents and sister when they lived in Colorado and we were in Minnesota. Okay. But that was the only even possible trip back when they yeah. lived in California or we lived in California, a different, we just had to fly. So in fact, Natalie, who's going to be, you know, like I said, 20 in a few weeks, she flew. I forget how many times she flew when she was a baby because my husband was working in Florida. We thought we were going to move to Florida. Then yeah. we moved to San Diego. Something like 13 flights round trip that she went on before wow. she was one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a seasoned pro. You are the veteran traveling with kids person that we need to talk to about this. Yes. That and is... I do think, so I will say some of this. I have not flown, is this true? 
Yes. I have not flown since the pandemic. Okay. So I'm going to say some of this. I have all of my flying with kids was post 9-11. So that if you guys remember, if you're old enough and you remember where people used to walk you to your gate. Oh my gosh. You could show up at the airport a half an hour before your flight. Like that was plenty of time. Mm -hmm. So obviously I haven't done any of that with kids because Natalie was born after that. But okay. So let's start. I've kind of broken down my airplane airport travel into pre and then at the airport. Okay. Perfect. So I feel like to set up yourself and your family to travel on an airplane, you have to start before you get to the airport. And that's all with the packing. So the things that you need to know, and again, if you've traveled on an airplane, I'm sorry, this might seem like basic to you, but if you haven't, and you haven't in a while, you haven't traveled with kids, there's the toiletries bag. That's probably the thing that concerns people the most is like, what do I need to know? Yes. So this is like been the same thing that they've required for a long time. It is Every person gets a quart-sized Ziploc, which you could buy. You could go to the mm-hmm. grocery store and buy. They mm-hmm. also have them there at the airport. But if you want to minimize stress for yourself, go to the grocery store and buy some to have their liquids in. They have to be taken out of your bag. They're going to have to go through airport security separately. And then each bottle can only be 3.4 ounces or 100 milliliters of liquid. So mm-hmm. you can get refillable bottles at any place, at any drugstore that you could put your shampoos in. You don't have to go out and necessarily buy sample size. However, what I would say to you, and this has made my life so much easier for any kind of travel, is everybody in my house just has that size things of toiletries in a bag just for travel. We don't decant all the time. Okay. So those are just like, they're always packed sort right. of. And so when it's time to go, they know where their toiletry bag is and they exactly. go And sometimes I have that, like for my two youngest kids, they just share a toiletry bag, but it's got extra toothbrushes. It's got little travel size toothpaste. It's got the sizes that they need of soap or, you know, sometimes I have to check that. Usually I check it when I get home. Yeah. I get home and then I'm like, oh, we're out of this or this needs to be refilled. And then it's just ready to go. So the Mm -hmm. next time I have to travel anywhere, I know that that's going to be pretty well stocked. At the beginning of me traveling, and I did this before I had kids. I remember thinking, well, this seems kind of excessive for me to go buy the 99 cent shampoo so that I can just keep it over in the side. And then I was like, that's crazy. This is not that much money and it's going to make it so much easier to travel just to have a travel bag always ready. Now I do have to get my brush and my makeup. I still have to put things in my own bag, but it's just, it's a great travel tip overall. Yeah. The other thing I would say is you or your child, depending on how old they are, bring a backpack Give them their own little backpack of things to do on the plane, of toys. So a few of my favorite things that I would say are great for, you know, kids, elementary, younger, are fidgets. So many great fidgets these days. Yes. Great one. Those water reveal activity books. Melissa Mm -hmm. and Doug used to have them. You fill up a little tiny pen that has like a felt tip with water and then they color. They can reveal puzzles or, you know, color on a page and then as that water evaporates, it goes back to nothing. So you can do it multiple times and all it requires is water. Color wonder markers, paper coloring books. Also, you're not going to have to worry about them dropping a marker on the carpet, on the seat, on you, on them. Another thing, wiki sticks, great. And there's some great patterns that you can get with those. A few favorite books are always good. I would say a bonus is if you have a tablet Stock it with a few age-appropriate games and even TV shows that you've downloaded that don't have to be streamed. You could usually, it used to be that on iTunes, at least, you could look for free TV shows. And there would always be like one or two episodes of different kids' TV shows that you could download. So 
that's what I would do. I did it a day or two before we left. I would go and download. This is going to reveal how long ago it was, but Bob the Builder, like random shows from PBS, one episode each. But I was like, but that's four hours. Yes. And that's going to get me. So yes, are there on almost every plane today, everybody has their own screen. But what happens if that goes down? Right. (laughs) Yes. That can happen, right? So you don't want to count on that being, well, that's great. That'll entertain my kid for the two and a half hours that we have to fly. So just bring that bonus tablet. It's all charged. It's got a few things on it that your kids can do. And or maybe they just don't like the things that are available on the airplane. Yes. I feel like this is where it would help if we all had an Enneagram 6 to go over our packing list because they always are... One of their gifts is thinking, what if this happens? Now, I know as a six, sometimes it drives them crazy that they always think of that. As you're talking about, what if the TV system or the screen system goes down in the plane? It reminded me of when you're planning for your wedding or some big event, you always have to keep in mind something could go wrong. Yep. Like the chocolate fountain might not work or like whatever the thing is, you have to be prepared. Like everything's not going to go to plan. But when you're on a plane and you're like, but I was counting on this thing, I can't stop at a Walmart and get a thing. Right. So anyway, I always think, and I think you and I are personality types so much alike that we would be like, oh, it's all going to be fine. Everything will work out the way it's supposed to. But we need someone skeptical to come in there and be like, what are you going to do if the screens go down there? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. The other two things that I have found, and I don't pack this, I might pack it in a kid's backpack, but I'm going to pack it. Sippy cups, the disposable sippy cups, for every child under 16, maybe even under 18. And in fact, I usually bring my own water bottle and maybe even a to-go lidded coffee container. Because then if I stop at Starbucks after I've been through security, I can put a lid on it. I'm not trying to juggle my bag, kids, and the normal Starbucks to-go cup. Right. The sippy cup is, I can't even say, I can't even use the words, because if they are getting a drink and a snack on the airplane, they give them those little cups on yes. these tiny flimsy little trees. <laughs> and you're just the balancing nightmare. the whole time. Like, don't, do, yes. don't kick that. No, just put it there. I'm going to drink some of that. So once I realized that I could bring these disposable, you're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> I know. I can just imagine. Yes. I have four kids, you guys. Yes. <laughs> so I would bring those disposable sippy cups and I would just give it right to the flight attendant. I'd be like, just pour it right in here. And then we put the lid on, which you do have to be a little careful if they got a soda, like the pressurized the bubbles lid. Just be careful. But anyway, it has saved me so many wet laps. Yes. And possibly (laughs) spilling a drink on a neighbor who doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. (laughs) Who did not sign up for that. (laughs) And and really for me too. I'm like, here's my water bottle. You want to just like (laughs) fill it up halfway? And yeah, you can pour the martini in my coffee. I'm just kidding. But it's just one less thing that you have to try to juggle. Right, on those little trays with kids. So packing a sippy cup has been great. The other tip that I'm going to say is pack a change of clothes for everyone under five. Yes. Because then you're not gonna have to wait for your bags. If some disaster would happen, you have it. And here's my story to go with that. So this is one of my worst parenting moments ever. And especially Uh post-COVID, you guys feel free to judge me. I judge me a little bit as well. (laughs) We were flying our entire family Everybody was young. Kieran was probably three to California for my brother's wedding. Okay. Of course, the week we were supposed to fly out for the weekend wedding, the stomach flu started to go through our family. No, 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 no. My daughter had it. It was like a 24-hour thing, and then she was fine. And then there were two days, and then Kieran got it, and he was sick for a day. So now we're moving through the week, and I'm like, dear Jesus, take the wheel. You know, like, what are we going to do? This is my brother's wedding. Yeah. 
We have to be there. Yeah. So the day before we were leaving that morning, Connor woke up and was sick with a stomach flu. So I was like, if this holds, he's going to be fine. But we have to get on that plane. So you guys, we were like, we're going. He is in the airport. We're like, here's a big garbage can. Do you want to throw up before we have to get in the TSA line? Because it's going to be half an hour. And he's like, sure. Leans over the toilet, yaks, gets in the TSA line. This is what we did. But I was like, (laughs) once we got on the plane, Corey and I were looking at each other. I don't even know, Mission Impossible (laughs) level. We're like, what are we doing? How are we going to survive this, right? We get on the plane and Connor's like, I feel fine now. Well, it's 24 hours. Like, we should be good, right? Right. Halfway to L.A., No, (laughs) not even, maybe not even halfway to LA. Kieran, who has been well for three days? (laughs) Who's had now all of the treats that they have given him, this cute little boy throws up. Like, you know how like kids will have one incident, you know, after you send them back to school. Right, right, right. That was his incident. And he didn't just throw up a little, it was like waves, waves of vomit that I was not prepared for. (laughs) So there was like a puddle in a seat. And he's like standing up and then he was fine. He was like, that was great. And I'm like, I don't even. And so the flight attendants came by and we're like, we have a hazmat situation. Yes. So we had to strip him down. He didn't have any clothes. Of course. They gave us a blanket and Uh all of the towels they had to try to soak in the seat. And we're like, you know, you're going to just alert a ground crew. Uh 28D just needs to be removed from the plane. (laughs) Just take it out. Luckily, it didn't smell that bad. It was like mostly water sorts of stuff that he threw up. So that was the good news. Like No one around us really knew. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. I was thinking just being on that plane and the smell and the No, because there really wasn't so much smell. And the way he did it, because we were sitting for an entire row, so no one else could see. So once people were deplaning, our baby is wearing a diaper and a blanket. (laughs) We were like, major redneck in it. So we were just like, no, go on. No, go on. We'll get off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we're like getting off the plane and we have to take the blanket. And the flutter tenants are like, you can have the blanket. Keep the blanket. Keep oh the blanket, lady. So I have the blanket still in my basement as a testament to bad parenting and not being prepared. Because like you said, Meg, once you get on that plane, you can't stop. Can't stop. You can't say, well, I'm just going to need to run to Walmart or run to a store. You have to have everything that you need. So clothes. Maybe even for you, maybe even if you're traveling with a baby, Natalie, every single one of those flights that I mentioned earlier had a blowout. Every single time. We even theorized, we're like, I think it's the pressure. Maybe so. Yes. She gets on the plane. I don't know. So clothes for the little kids, maybe even a clean shirt for you. Bring the sippy cups. You're going to make it. I need a minute. I'm still recovering. (laughs) Can you imagine now? Bringing a child to the airport and being like, can you just throw up in the garbage and we're going to get no. on the plane? No, 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 no. I am shocked that I did that. Other people at the airport would be like reporting you. Excuse me, security. <laughs> There's somebody trying to sneak the next pandemic onto a plane. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a horrible story. I mean, it was kind of horrible back then. It's many years ago, probably oh, 10 years ago, but I obviously have not forgotten it. Okay. So that's all prep for the plane. Let me real quick get through. Okay. My on the plane sorts of things or at the airport, even I would say. Okay. So this is what I want to say. Before you get out of the car at the airport, you mom and get your partner involved if you're traveling with kids. If you're traveling alone, this might not be a bad idea either. Set the tone, right? Okay. Airports aren't fun. TSA, there's so many things can go wrong here. So it's like, this is an adventure. We're going to get through it together. 
Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yes. Be positive. So give yourself time. This is the other thing. It's actually one of those big things. It's like, think that everything's going to take about twice as long as you think it's going to, that you're not rushing. That helps a lot with that positivity and with that energy. If you are rushing, it's a lot harder to control that energy that you're going to be putting out. But if you have enough time, just be like, okay, let's go do this. I would say if you have someone in your family, if you think you're going to be flying at all a lot, the TSA pre-check program, it's still about $85. It is worth it because anybody, I think under 12 can go through TSA with that person, which Ooh, means that's yes, nice. they don't have to remove anything from their bag, take their shoes off. Yes, that's great. So they can go with that TSA pre. So again, Corey has been TSA pre. So it used to be that he would take almost all the kids and he was like, I'm sorry that you have to go through the pee online. And I'm like, I'm going to go stand at pee online all by myself and read my phone. Like it's, yes. you could take all the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really did make it easier, not only for them, but also for us. Cause we didn't have to be like, what do you have in your bag? Do you have all the things, which by the way, check your kids' bags just to make sure Connor yes. tried to bring his pocket knife one time <gasps> and a toy gun. Like we didn't, he had packed some toys and we hadn't gone through it. And we're like, well, those <laughs> well, have to that's get thrown away now. <laughs> so now every time we travel, Connor, who's almost 18 now, we're like, do you have a gun? Do you have a knife? Do you have a wooden knife? Do you have anything? And he's like, no. But it was kind of that moment. Also, the other thing that, of course, you're going to need to remove is that toiletries bag that we've talked about before. So you know what? I would say don't even pack it with your toiletries. If you have all your toiletries that go in that little Ziploc bag, all the liquids, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just keep that in an outside pocket of my suitcase because I know that's got to pop out and go in the little bin. Mm -hmm. Most airports still have you remove shoes and belts, although Mm -hmm. it kind of depends. And then laptops usually need to come out. But you don't have to move your phone. You can't wear it through, but you can Mm -hmm. leave it in your purse, your tablets, that sort of thing. Another one is empty your water bottle. If you're bringing a water bottle, empty yep. it there. You can yes. fill it up though. Fill it up mm-hmm. on the other side of security. Take it on the plane. Then you don't have to be mm-hmm. at the beholden of flight attendants who might be too busy when your kids need to swallow some things to equalize their ears. Yeah. So then the, on the actual plane, I would say make friends with your neighbors if yes. you're having kids. I would say most people are sympathetic to parents traveling with kids. Mm-hmm. There are always a few who are grumpy, but if you can just make friends. We've often joked that we should bring on Starbucks gift cards, just hand them out to the people around us. Yeah. Sort of thing. Even though our kids are usually pretty good and even were back then, but just to to be like, I recognize that this isn't maybe what you signed up for, you know, Mm -hmm. that you business traveler traveling next to a family. Teach your kids to equalize the pressure in their ears. Mm -hmm. Swallowing, having gum, hard candy. Awesome. Yes. If they have it, my kids really look forward to is We usually fly Delta because Delta has a hub here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. They have, in addition to the little free snack of whatever, peanuts or pretzels, a snack box. It's $7. But okay, my kids think that's so fun. And they don't even each get one. Like we get maybe two. Yeah. But then it's got little crackers and little cheese stick and yogurt. And they just think that can keep them busy for half an hour right there. Yes. And at the beginning, I was like, well, why am I going to buy them a $7 snack box? When I could bring my own snacks or we could just say, no, you're going to eat peanuts and pretzels. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we do. It really wasn't that much money and it gave them something to look forward to. And it really helped them to have a fun time. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're there. That's so right. I love that because even something like truly a $7 snack box, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much money for 
a dollar fifty. I know with it's the like food. stuff that you could get at the dollar store. Yeah, you know? exactly. But for them, that's part of their little travel experience that helps them to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm really a traveler and I'm paying overpriced, <laughs> exactly. paying for overpriced food. But truly, I think that that is so fun. And honestly, that's one of my tips for road trips is like food goes a long way to keep yes. people busy along the way, especially little people. So yep, and you can bring snacks. And I think that not all airlines, I'm not sure they're all offering food still or ever right. were. Some of the discount ones don't. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. absolutely bring some snacks. And when my kids were really little, we used to bring, when you're talking about packing, I used to go buy at the dollar store a few little gifts that they could open if it was going to be a really long flight. Like we went to Hawaii, long flight. So it was like every two hours or every hour they got some little gift and it might just keep them busy for 10 to 15 minutes, but it was something to look forward to and something to pass the time. Totally. Yes. So fun. So fun. That was so great. I'm like, oh my gosh, totally prepared now. Maybe I'll have finally have the courage. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little pricey to fly five kids, but I know know. that's the problem. That's a whole separate show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when the day comes now, I've got all the tips that I need. Awesomes, it's the perfect time of year to experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit, Every Plate. Just last week on Sorta Awesome, Rebecca and I were talking about how awesome it is to take a meal kit with you on vacation. I also happen to think it's very awesome to get a meal kit in the summer so you can spend so much more time outside having fun, not worrying about meal planning and grocery shopping and being stuck in the kitchen. And with Every Plate, you get home cooking that's easy and affordable and a much cheaper alternative to takeout and even more delicious. Think of it this way. One meal from every plate is the same price as a cup of coffee. Definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And every plate's meals really are so delicious. Even if you have picky kids around the table like I do, it never fails that when we make a meal from every plate, the plates get cleaned and I have kiddos who are asking for more. So awesomes, go try every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code awesome199. That's up to a $100 value. Again, get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code awesome199. We do a lot more traveling, any traveling, honestly, that we do as a family. We do as road trips. And plus, I don't know, I just love a road trip. We, Kyla and I lived in Texas for eight years away from family. And so we were just on the road a lot. And plus, just various things like in Texas, Texas is a huge state. So even if you're going from Austin to Fort Worth, it feels like a little bit of a road trip. (laughs) So (laughs) I have a couple of tips and tricks for yourself and for when you're traveling with family. And like you, a lot of this is just, it's getting the mindset and doing some planning before you even hit the road. So one thing that you can do is make sure to put some good road trip apps on your device, on your phone or whatever. Road trippers is a really popular one. You can totally plan out your whole journey. And if you have their premium account, which their premium account is like $29.99 a year. If you travel a lot, I was reading reviews. Everyone says like, if you travel a lot, it's totally worth it to pay $30 a year because you can add up to 150 stops along the way on your route when you have that premium account. You can collaborate with friends or family. So if you're sort of carpooling along the way, you can coordinate between apps like Sync Up the trip. 
So everyone knows when the next stop is coming. Does that make sense? Yep. You can also, it gives you little tips and tricks for cool places to stop along the way. National parks, little touristy roadside attractions. So there's a lot that is free that's in the app. But again, if you are making a really big trip, if you want to splurge on that, or if you travel a lot, Road Trippers is a great app. Another one, Kelly, that people are probably really going to be looking at right now is Gas Buddy. Mm, Yes. That's not a new app by any means, but it does help you to find the cheap gas stations along the way. When you're traveling, you never know where am I going to be able to find gas that's a little bit cheaper. So Gas Buddy can help you. And then finally, iExit is one that a lot of people like because it tells you anything from what's coming up in the next exit. Where can we go to the bathroom? Where can we eat? Where can we get gas? All of those things. And it tells you by exit as it comes up. All of those are available on both iOS and Android. So I'll put links in the show notes for all of those to check out. But, you know, just like with travel, so much of it feels like it's out of your hands and out of your control. Being able to plot it out a little before you leave, I think can really go a long way. And you can even find some fun stuff to do along the way too. Okay, so when it comes to packing for a road trip, I'm going to send you all to a fantastic resource that Lori Lynn gave me the heads up on. The blog, All the Best Days, is something created by Courtney Clark Cleave. Some of you may follow her on Instagram. Packing and helping people get excited and feel confident about packing is her thing. That's her mission. You can go to her website and she has an absolutely free resource that is just like a one sheet that helps you to think about, like gives you checklists for each bag that you're going to pack for your road trip. So I'm totally going to put a link to her website in the show notes And you'll see that she has this free resource that you can sign up for because when it comes to the details, Kelly, again, we're both big picture thinkers. Sometimes it's like the most exhausting part of a trip is to just start thinking details, details, details. There's so many, right? All trips require a lot of details. The more people you're traveling with or you're responsible for. Exactly. It multiplies. It's just exponential how much you have to think through. So her guide is really great for getting you started. So for my approach, this is the number one thing. And I've said this on Sort of Awesome before. I did not make this thing up. I found it back in my blogging days. I don't know who to credit, but a lot of people do this. And that is the freezer bag method of packing, especially if you're traveling with kids. Although I've been known to do this when I'm packing for myself, if we're going to be honest. But you get your freezer bags out, Ziploc freezer bags. And especially for kids, because kids' clothes are small, you can do this put all of that day's clothes into your Ziploc freezer bag, you label it. So Daisy is my oldest. So when we would travel, I would have Daisy Monday, and that would be all of her clothes, underwear, socks, the whole thing for that day. You can do the same with pajamas. And when you start to pack, you put in the clothes from the end of your trip in first so that when they open up their little suitcases, and as much as possible, if you can get a little bag for each kiddo, and I know that you were talking about doing a little backpack when you're flying, It helps so much with keeping things organized, especially kind of helps them to start to learn how to keep up with their own stuff while they're traveling too, which is a good skill to have. Can I ask there with that type of packing, I haven't done it in the bags, but if you have a stop along your way, if you're traveling to a destination, not just road tripping the whole way, pack a bag for just the overnight, right? Yes, exactly. So you don't have to get out of everybody's bag. 
Right. That was going to be one of the things I was going to say too. If it's like a multi-stop journey of a road trip, definitely pull out. Okay, here is our Monday night stop for when we're in this hotel in this city. This is everybody's stuff. Pack that separate so you don't have to unload your whole car when you are there for the hotel at the hotel for one night. So definitely I would do that. Just kind of keep things a little bit more organized, a little bit more manageable. Again, you have four kids. I have five kids. It's just a lot of stuff. But even if, again, it's going to be really helpful to just have that organizational system in mind, even if you're just traveling yourself. For dirty clothes, Lori Lynn said that when they went to the beach, she got a big plasticky reusable shopping bag to use as their dirty clothes hamper. She got it at TJ Maxx. It was kind of had a little bit of structure to it. So it could kind of stand up on its own a little bit. She said she just set it in the hallway of their condo and everybody's dirty clothes, towels, everything just went in there. They had access to laundry. So she just grabbed that bag. She didn't sort anything. She got some Tide Pods to make it even easier. And then she could just run stuff through and not be looking through the whole condo like, okay, where's everybody's wet swimming suits or whatever. It was all in the one place. So I thought that that was so smart. But bring that along no matter what kind of trip you're taking so that you do have a plan for your dirty clothes as they come up again, especially with kids. I think bringing a wet bag when you travel whether you're traveling by plane, because you never know (laughs) when somebody's going to throw up on a plane, or just have some kind of who knows what. Kids are messy. Adults are messy. Sometimes you spill things. You can get wet bags in almost any baby gear section of the store, Target or whatever. And they are so handy for keeping the wet stuff in and keeping it from contaminating and getting everything else around it damp, you know. So yeah, again, I was going to mention too, to pack that hotel bag so that you have that, that you can just pull out really easily. When it comes to food, I know different people have different philosophies about this. Some people really feel really reluctant to eat in their vehicles. Some people like to really stop and experience the food of wherever they're traveling through. That's all great. If you're a little bit more pragmatic and you're just like, no, we need to get there and we don't want to spend a ton of money on the way, then you can start thinking about, okay, what kind of food do we want to pack? Be realistic about your budget, both time and money. And Lori Lynn suggestion, I, I think this is so smart. Even if you know you're going to be eating some fast food or eating out along the way, make that first meal of the trip be one that you packed from home. People are usually kind of still jazzed up and excited about the trip. They're not going to be complaining about eating something packed from home. And it's kind of a nice, especially for younger kids, can be a nice transition. A little bit of home while you're already on the road. So you can pack a snack bag, a cooler with all your water bottles, your string cheese, your fresh fruit, maybe make some chicken salad sandwiches, lunch meat roll-ups. Try to keep it as low sugar and high protein as you can especially early in the trip when people are a little bit more amenable to things can be a great way to do it. When I'm on a road trip, every single time we stop for gas, we do a trash clean out. I cannot handle a trashed out vehicle. And to me, that's one of the most stressful parts of a road trip is how everything just gets so trashy and junked up so fast. So every single time we stop to get gas, we clean out all of the trash. We also clean out our bladders. And like when bladders. Back when then, we were just kind of like, people were like, I don't really need to go. And I'm like, too bad. <laughs> <sighs> too bad. Everyone goes. Go try. Go try. Yes. Oh my gosh. How many times my kids have heard me say, go try. <laughs> go try. <laughs> <laughs> go try. <laughs> 
Okay, let's talk a little bit about entertainment. Bigger kids are going to be fine with their screens, or even if they don't all have their own screens. With bigger kids, you can do audiobooks, movies, podcasts. Again, as full-grown adults, those are great ways to spend the time. In fact, in the Hangout Group, Kelly, I've even bookmarked for myself. We've had a couple of great threads this summer, people asking, what are audiobooks we could all listen to that we'll all enjoy? What are podcasts that we would all enjoy? That makes the time go by so quickly. And I will share some of those links to those specific threads and maybe share some of those on social media this week as well. Older kids can read or draw those types of things. But when it comes to toddlers, a lot of times they don't have the same interest. Like if everybody's watching a movie, the toddler is not that into it. They don't have the attention span. So again, if you can find some toddler safe, those fidget toys, oh my gosh, when Nico gets into the bigger kids fidget toys, he's in heaven, little toddler heaven. For toddlers, you can also do toddler music as much as the rest of the family can tolerate. You can find some good that's not too hard on everybody else's nerves. Toddler music, toddlers love singing and music and those types of things. One blog post that I saw, they did a whiteboard that was just about toddler size where he could sit in his lap and have some dry erase markers to write on. Toddlers love to scribble. If you don't have the room in your vehicle to do a whole whiteboard, you could just take coloring pages and either laminate them or put them in those plastic paper protector thingies, put it in a binder with one of those pencil pouches filled with dry erase, then they can just get it out and scribble and put it all back. We used to also bring cookie sheets, rimmed cookie yes. sheets, which you can get at the dollar store. Because yeah. then it's a rim to catch things for the bigger kids. Or again, we would use right. Color Wonder a lot for little kids so that they couldn't color on themselves. Yes. But those really worked well. You could also do magnets on those. Yeah, exactly. So fun. So fun. One more tip for giving people something to look forward to. Another blog post I saw now, this would take some work. I'm not saying I would do this. I think it's a darling idea. I don't know if I would put this much into it, but I might, especially now that I have so many kids to travel with. She took probably, I don't know if it was a piece of yarn, maybe more like twine, and kind of strung it in their car. And she clothespin onto that line the names of the major cities that they were going to go through. And when they hit each city, it was to kind of help the kids not keep asking, are we there yet? There was like, this is how you know we're getting closer. And when they hit each city, all the kids would either get a snack or a little, like you said, a dollar store toy to open up and play with. And so it kind of gave them something to look forward to help, you know, kids don't really have a great concept of time, but they can look and see, okay, we have four cities left or we have two cities left or, oh my goodness, we're almost to the last city. And it's a kind of natural way to space out when they're getting their snacks and their new toys to play with. We also have, and I don't even know where this started, but when we do still road trips within Minnesota, so they're not that far, but we have like a little family thing. So I'm curious to see if you have anything like this, where if we go through a tunnel, the family thing is everyone has to hold their breath. Oh, how fun. So we're like, take a deep breath. And so if yep. you're in a city, sometimes you'll have more tunnels. And then there's some places in Northern Minnesota where you're kind of going through the cliffs. So there's tunnels. So we have little things like that that can... It makes like, again, we were doing it this last time. We traveled like two weeks ago with our kids being the ages there and now and still people are like, it's a tunnel, hold your breath. And Corey's always <laughs> like, this is the best moment of any road trip, tunnels. Yes. And in fact, one time I actually, dad was saying on this last trip, he's like, I like this so much. I got off the freeway and turned around and we did the tunnels again and then went back through them. And they're like, what's going on? Why are there so many tunnels? And I was like, dad needs a break. <laughs> 
even um, if it's just a few seconds. It was, it was yes. just like five minutes, you know, like yeah. extra to the trip. But anyway, I think that little things like that, that you can find like the woman who's strung the city, yeah. you know, like this is what our family does. This is how we do it. Something that makes it fun. If you yeah. catch in our house, even if you catch the clock being 1111, you get a special yes. treat. Yes. So you can do stuff like that in the car to kind of help snap everybody. Remember that this is supposed to be fun. Right. <laughs> remember exactly. we're all in this together. We're having fun. Remember? Yes. No. No, Have but fun, seriously. Yeah. My kids, Kyle got them started on the alphabet game where you'd find, you know, yes. different letters. So even some of this those classic games we used to play when we were kids, when we didn't have screens in the car. Yep. My kids love that so much, Kelly, that when we had that ice storm last fall and we were staying at my parents, but we were driving back and forth, it's like 20 minutes from our driveway to theirs. My kids would be like, can we play the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they were trying to find something fun, you know, in the midst of a stressful time. Oh, but truly that. those classic, like the license plate game, all of those fun things from when we were kids. Kids are kids and you could still talk some of them into doing that. Right. Well, and probably some of them have never done it. Yeah. I remember this, but because of screens, just saying right now, even if you're a teenager for the next 20 minutes, we're going to play the license play game or we're going to play the animal ABC game, you know, something that we're going to do together. Even Mm -hmm. I think on this last trip, my 13 year old was playing name that tune off of a playlist on her phone. Like she would play five seconds of it and see who could guess what song it was. You can yeah. find all sorts of ways. I think oh, yeah. having those moments, like a rhythm, right? In the car where you're doing something together, be it listening to an audiobook, watching a movie, and then right. everybody has some downtime, maybe to nap, yes. to read, whatever. Yes, absolutely. So great. Especially if you have kids with all different personalities and all different levels of need for interaction. Absolutely. Yes. So All right. Well, we have even more thoughts to share with you about travel, and we'll share those with you when we come right back. Hey, friends, lots of things can make your workouts hard. Extra resistance, double speed. Your socks shouldn't, though. And that's why Bombas Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bombas Performance Socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bombas the most comfortable socks you've ever worn and added their special Hextech Performance technology. Bombas Performance Socks are stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, a special arch-hugging system, and an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. They come in different styles for every sport, and like all their socks, for every pair of Bombas performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. We love Bombas socks in our family, and we especially love that we're doing something good in the world every time we put in a new order at Bombas. So go to bombas.com slash awesome today and get 20% off of your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash awesome for 20% off. Bombas.com slash awesome. Hey, Awesomes, has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search. You find one that looks good. You rearrange your whole schedule. When you finally go in, you find out, oh, this doctor doesn't even take your insurance. There is a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app. It's the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance. You can read verified patient reviews, book an appointment, either in person or through video chat. So whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, or any other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. 
Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find a new doctor. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com awesome and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash awesome. Okay, we're back. We have shared a lot of our best practical tips and tricks and some hacks to help make travel more awesome for yourself, for your partner, for your family. But we have even just a few more thoughts. Kelly, as you pointed out at the top of the show, there is a big difference between, hey, we're going to go hang out with our family. Like we're going to go visit the grandparents that we hardly ever get to see. And then sometimes you're just going to go to a destination. You're going to an amusement park, those types of things. But as you said at the beginning, it's all about having the right mindset for what you're doing. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of your tips and ideas around when you're going to a destination by yourself or with your family? I would say the biggest thing is, and this could really apply to every situation, is to build in breaks. Okay. Yes. I'm an extrovert. I love to explore new things. And even I need breaks from the constant go, go, go. I think that the temptation when you're traveling to go see something or experience something is to want to pack in as much as you possibly can. And not only is that difficult, and it doesn't really help you with that expectation of everything's going to go perfectly. I need to build in time for things to go wrong. It's really hard on some of our family members who that's just hard for them. So even if you are a person who's like, I want to go as much as possible, probably not everybody in your group does. So it's something that I really learned. I do remember Connor, who's now an older teen, learning about him as we traveled. I explicitly remember a day at Disneyland and it was probably one or two and he had hit his limit of noise. Like he's an HSP, he's a highly Mm -hmm. sensitive person, introvert. And he was like, I'm done. I want to go back to the room. But this was a trip where we only had one day. Oh, you're like, you really? <laughs> it was that moment where, you know, you're, yes. you're looking at your kid and you're like, suck it up. We're at Disneyland. We're going to have fun and you're right. going to have to deal with it. Right. I think my husband and he were actually talking and I was working the security buffer for all the other happy families around yes. us. You know, like, here's the trying child and my husband <laughs> is unhappy with him. And I was like, it's all good. It's all good. Look, Mickey's over there, Taylor. Look, look at all the happy. Look at all the happy. You were definitely doing like an Enneagram 7 tap dance around. Oh, like- <laughs> yes. Like my best. It was some of my best work, honestly. <laughs> so that taught me And it's just a lesson that I have never gotten over to build in breaks. The next time we went to Disney, which everybody truly does love, and he loved, he was just at a breaking point. Yes. We no longer go to Disney for one day. Yes, yes, We've got to build in breaks. So we now, when we go to Disneyland, which we still do, all of our kids like it, we build in, we stay at a hotel that's within walking distance. And almost every day, like we'll go in the morning and then we plan from Mm -hmm. like two to five, we're going to go back, we're going to swim, we're going to take a nap. People can rescreen if they just need that downtime. We maybe even eat outside of the park and then we'll go back in. And it's fine because we're going to go back tomorrow. Yes. We don't feel like we have to need it. Is that more money? Absolutely. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. One time I've been to Disney World four times. <laughs> one of them, I was a full grown adult. My sister and I were there with a group doing a thing. And by one o'clock, I, a full grown adult. Yeah. Who is an extrovert was also done. My sister and I got in a big fight. It was not a great thing. Yeah. But just be realistic about what's being expected of everybody and adjust from there. 
you're not going to get your money's worth when one of your kids is melting down because they're done with the whole thing. I totally agree with you. Go into it with realistic expectations for everyone. So build on the brakes. And then like you just said, be ready to adjust. I think that's the other key part of this is that we have this expectation of how we want the day to go. But just be like, you know what, what happens if? And I think that that's just giving grace to the other people that you're with. Yes. If somebody is really melting down, is there, I think, you know, if a child really needs a nap, does somebody go like, I remember riding the train around Disney with a sleeping baby who was just like mm-hmm. hot. And I was like, I'm just going to go do that for two hours. Yeah. And, I sit on the, and that's not what I wanted to do at Disneyland, but it was what was necessary for everybody. Right. So just yes. be ready to adjust. And if it's not something like a amusement park where you've paid money, but you're at a destination, again, adjust. Is everybody grumpy? Is this going south? Adjust. You don't have to finish the museum just because you got in. You could be like, two hours, we saw some, we're going to leave now because this is not building good memories. And that's Mm. the point. I think Mm. what I would say is that the point is that you want to walk away with good memories. I have said before, I think on the podcast, a couple of years ago, many of you followed me. I took our family to I really am taking the blame for this in many ways, to DC as a Christmas present. So surprise the kids Christmas morning. We're going to go to DC. We leave the next morning at like seven, dark 30 in the morning, which was Mm -hmm. not a great start. Everyone was so tired because it was Christmas break. It was hard. It was a really hard trip. We didn't get to do all the things that I had wanted to do. Museums themselves were way more crowded than I expected them to be. Mm. It seemed like people were grumpy all the time. Mm-hmm. A day in, I was looking at Corey going, let's just fly home. What yeah. are we even doing here? And then a year ago, one of my kids was like, remember that time we went to DC? That was awesome. <laughs> you should have seen my head like spin around. My eyeballs were like, I'm sorry. Am I having an out of the body experience right now? <laughs> alternate reality? What are you talking about? But what they remembered, what they took away was the fact that we went to Shake Shack every day because we didn't know where else to eat. But they were like, remember when we discovered Shake Shack? Yes, <laughs> that was I the do. Highlight that of the was the highlight of DC, you guys. It's like, it's the teen version of the pool, right? <laughs> like little yes. kids are always like, I went to France. So what I remember is the pool. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, it was like the Shake Shack was the memory. But still it was, I was just so happy that there was any good memory yes. from a trip yes. that had been so difficult and seemed like I did not follow my own advice to build in breaks and adjust very well. Yeah. So- I would say, think about it in that way. Look back. Yes. What is the memory that I'm trying to create here? Yes. What are we trying to do? What we're trying to do is spend time with those we love, exploring a new place. And if we are creating some sort of environment, if some sort of environment has been created around us, that that's not going to happen, just adjust. Look for that. The other last thing I've got to say is, especially as your kids get older and you're doing destination travel, you're not staying with family. Right. If you're looking for a hotel, I can't really emphasize how important sleep is. Yeah. I don't like it because I have six people in my family. And every once in a while, I can find a sweet type of hotel that can fit all of us in one room. But I've pretty much resigned myself at this point with teenagers, people who don't want to share beds. You know, I can't mm-hmm. just keep putting people on the 11 year old on the floor. You're the baby. He's going to be 21. And I'm going to be like, you're the baby. Sleep on the floor. I have to pay for two rooms. Yes. Yeah. And that means we don't travel as much or maybe stay as long. It's worth it though, because it means people are actually going to sleep better. Yes. The teenagers can stay up late and sleep in late. I can take the younger kids down to the free breakfast, which is something else that I look for at a lot of hotels because that saves us some money with a big family. So just think about that when you're traveling for destination travel. If you're looking for a hotel, just make sure that you're in a spot where you and the people in your party are going to sleep as well as, as possible on a trip. 
It makes a huge difference. It absolutely does for everybody. Yes. I had a few thoughts too about when you're going to visit family and that's your destination is going to visit family. I just, I cannot say this strongly enough. I think that you've got to make sure that everybody has the same expectations. Are the grandparents that you're going to visit, did they want to have all of your time? And if they do, that's great. Maybe you only get to see them once every year or maybe even longer than that. But if you also had in mind, like, I'm going to try to catch some hometown friends while I'm in town, then that's going to cause some friction. If, you know, if they had one idea and you had a different idea. Another thing to be really super clear on is what are we going to do about finances while we're here? Do the grandparents want to take everybody to the local amusement park? Well, okay, that's great. Who's going to pay? Is it their treat? Do we need to build that into our budget? Speaking of budgets, is staying with family in the house what everyone wants to do? Or do like the kids love to stay at grandma and grandpa's house, but maybe you are like, well, maybe the kids could stay there, but we, you know, your partner and you could go do like a nearby Airbnb or even just a hotel room. I think that when you're going to visit family and that's the destination, having all of those conversations as much as you can, again, allowing for flexibility because you may get there and then have the idea, hey, the kids are loving staying here. We could go stay at a local hotel for a night or two of this trip might be fun. But again, what are the family members that you're going to visit? What's their hope for this trip while you're in town? What do you need to have in your own mindset? What is your hope for this trip? And just stay realistic about what everybody's even capable of. I know one of my biggest frustrations, and I was a younger parent when this was going on, but we would take these huge road trips up to Oklahoma when we lived in Texas, stay with family. And just remembering that grandparents don't always remember what it's like to have little kids. And so nap times, they can get maybe a little frustrated that we need to take a break for a nap or trust me, you're going to be so sad that we're here if this child misses her nap. They also might not understand like I'm a really big believer in early bedtimes, especially for little kids, and they would have things planned on into the evening. So just kind of being on the same page about everything before the trip happens as much as possible, I think can be such a huge help. So Oh my gosh, we had so much to talk about, Kelly. I didn't even know we had this many words, maybe because this episode has been building for years. So (laughs) that's right. Yes. It's finally being able to be released into the world. We did have a lot of words. You guys, you're so good to listen to us all the time. Yes, for sure. We actually had a whole section we were going to do on hidden gems for traveling. And so that was a thread in the Hangout group that I'm definitely going to link to in the show notes. And then I'll put some of those that we thought were really particularly interesting on social media because you guys showed up. That thread had way over a hundred comments with people chiming in on all kinds of ideas that you would never think of to go visit that are really great. It's going to make you want to travel. That's the problem. Uh, You read that and you're like, okay, now I have about 50 more places to try to get to before I die. Yeah, exactly. And they're not even all just in the United States. We had people chiming in with places all around the world to go visit. So stay tuned on social media and in the Hangout group because we have so much good stuff. So Kelly, if people want to talk to you about travel or just anything in general, where can we find you all around the web? Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Gordon MN for Minnesota. Oh, of course, in the Hangout group or the Superstars group for our Patreon members. 
Okay. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find Sorta Awesome just by searching Sorta Awesome on any platform that you're on. We would love to have you join any of our communities on social media. You guys, thanks so much for listening. Happy travels. And we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.